So my grandfather set the record in 1969. Uh, He was driving a 1968 Ford Bronco. He won the Baja 1000 overall. And that is a record that still stands today. Wow. Which is wild. So I get a phone call from Ford and they invited me to go to Detroit and take a tour of the archives. And the basement was where they were creating Bronco R, which was the prototype race truck that they were intending to race later that year at the Baja 1000. So they just said, you know, here it is. Shelby, we'd love to ask you if you're interested in racing the Baja 1000 with us. (laughs) Just like that. Welcome to High Octane Hustle. I'm Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse. And, and this is... <laughs> <laughs> I am Shelby Hall. Yay! <laughs> so excited you're here. Thanks so much for joining us yes, today. Yes, we are very excited to have you on. I know we've been trying to do this for a while now. And just, you know, I mean, you're busy. You're traveling. <laughs> you're racing. It hasn't been a year. Yeah. I was, I was counting okay. because every day counts. Every day does count. <laughs> That's good. We got it in under a year. But it has Sweet. been a wild year. I actually can't believe that it was last King of the Hammers when we met. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. Well, where do you want to start? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, do we start at the beginning? Do we start at what your past year? I mean, you just said it's been a wild year. I mean, it's been a maybe wild we year. start there and just kind of go backwards because I really do feel like, you know, you've got that momentum going. So tell us about your wild year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just start there. This year's been crazy. It's been It's been a lot of dreams coming true for me, actually, which is, it's cool to look back at the last year and think, okay, we've accomplished a few things. So, I mean, a year ago, we met at King of the Hammers. I got to see your awesome property. And, um, you know, I've been working with Ford for the last four years. And each year that I've been working with them, it's like new goals have been set and we've been surpassing them. And it's been this snowball I feel like for me and um this last year I started my own business Shelby Hall Off-Road I built a race car I competed in the Rebel Rally I joined the BFG performance team and became the first woman to drive um on the performance team at the Baja 1000. Yep, that's, that's pretty so rad. rad. So we're yeah. setting records, we're winning races, we're you know figuring life out but it's been it's been an awesome year. <laughs> Oh, wow. Sweet. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We got to stay with the high Yeah, that's a way to make dreams happen. And, you know, and that's the thing is I think, you know, sometimes it feels like we're putting that work in and you go, don't quite see things happening. A lot of the time. It, yes. Yep. Yes. But it's true, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden people are like talking to you and you're like, Oh, they were noticing? Yeah, you saw that I did that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean everything I did actually worked? Yes. And it it's not overnight. No. It takes time. It and takes you have to, it's so much time. Yeah, consistency, I can say it. And I believing swear. in what, what you want to do. You know, yeah. that's the thing for me is a lot of times, you know, I, I'm the idea person. I'm always coming up with new ideas and how to grow the business and how to grow the brand. And... There's a lot of no's before you get a yes, Agreed. but you just can't let that no bring you down. I mean, that's what I have found. You know, of course, every time you get a no, it's a little disheartening, sure, but sure. there's still room to grow. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, where, where did you learn that? Was there something along the way? No, because it's true. A lot of people, you know, they think like, you know, I, I have people reach out to me all the time, like, oh, well, how do you do it? And it's like, well, it takes all this consistent work and consistency doesn't mean that you're going to get yeses each time. Yes. (laughs) A lot more no's than yeses. Yeah. You know, I really learned so much of what I know and and how I behave today from my family. I come from a large family of entrepreneurs, both on my my dad's side and on my mom's side. Uh, My grandparents were entrepreneurs, my dad, my mom, my uncle. And so I just always grew up seeing people live the lives that they wanted to live. There was no nine to five jobs or eight to five jobs. They were hustling 
all day, every day. <laughs> it's like we try not to work a 40 hour week to work, you know, like a hundred hour week yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that really sums up the whole high octane hustle. A hundred percent. I was like right there, yeah. right yeah. there. <laughs> and that's it. it. Part of it is it, the hustle is real. If you want to do something that you're excited about doing yeah. and it doesn't feel like work. You right. know, it, it, you know, you said you were listening to one of the Tanner Faust episodes so and, good. It, and it is, it's true because like he said the whole time, he's like, none of this feels like a job to me. And, right. and what we do, it's the same thing. It's like, we just, we're doing what we love. Like this is part of our family, like this, the industry, it feels like that. Right. Yeah. You and Rory coming to the place yesterday. I'm just like, okay. It's like, we've been best friends forever. And yes. just, Hey, you know, like it's yeah. you, you get the people that you hang around like that that also feel that same passion. It's too short. I mean, life is too short to be doing things that we don't want to be doing. You know, this is, we get one shot at yep. this Absolutely. thing. And of course, throughout life, we have to do things that we don't fully enjoy. But working is one thing we have to do. We have to have some source of income. Yeah. And it's the thing we spend the most time doing. So I, you know, before I was in the role that I'm in now, I worked a couple regular jobs yeah, and I felt like a bird in a cage. I felt like I was watching the world happen through the window and I hated that. I hated that I couldn't go to races. I couldn't go support the people that I wanted to support. I had to ask for days off. I mean, I'm not really good at authority anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was like, Why I have to like ask for a day off, this is crazy. Um, you know, and that was really what inspired me to start really putting in the work with my family's business yeah. uh, and learning the ins and outs of motorsports. And, and now, you know, being uh, an older person, able to put all those lessons into my own business and, and make it what makes me happy. I love it. Yeah. You know, even, even in the last like year, I've really for myself, you know, um, my motto this year is, you know, stay true to you because it's exactly what you're staying. And totally. it's like, as you grow older, it's, it's not a bad thing. People, it's actually it's like, not. it's you, been the best thing yeah, in the world. You come into yourself. You're just like, <laughs> kind of like right? everyone else. Yeah. Like, I need yeah. to do what I love to do. Yeah. Like it, like you notice that like your heart's fuller and you can be a better person, you yeah. know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I echo that sentiment. <laughs> you said this yesterday, actually, when, when I was at your house and you said that that you are making a really valiant effort to only put energy into projects that are in alignment with your goals. Yes. And that's what yeah. I've come to terms with also. Yeah. Um, so for about a year and a half, I was on the Bronco ambassador team. So I got a Bronco and it was my job to go take that thing anywhere and everywhere. And I thought that what I needed to do was take it rock crawling. I was like, you know what? I already know desert stuff. I know that a lot of people in the KOH community are looking at Broncos, so that's what I need to do. I don't love rock crawling. That is not <laughs> what I love to do. And I really figured that out. <clears throat> Spending a year going, you know, through, I love Rubicon. Um, Rubicon's very near and dear to my heart, but, you know, going to Moab, going to all these, like, huge rock crawling complexes. Yeah. And being... So like, you know, I bomb in the desert. I desert race. I will get in any vehicle yeah. and go race that thing. And I'm in my zone. I get in the rocks and I'm like clenching <laughs> the steering wheel. I'm like sweating and we're going like one mile an hour know, and I'm right? going the whole time. I'm like scraping, you know, I'm like, why am I doing this? My Bronco, I'm leaving parts of my yeah. metal of my Bronco here. And anyways, and so after I, you know, got my fill of realizing rock crawling wasn't necessarily my passion, I made it my goal for this last year to take my Bronco places that I want to go. Good. Not necessarily where I thought people wanted to see my Bronco. I love and that. man, the last year has been so much fun. <laughs> I've been that. to Baja. I mean, that I love Baja. Yeah. Baja has, every time I go to Baja, a piece of my heart stays there. And that's where my heart shines. That is where I just like permagrin. Right. But isn't, I think that you bring up something that's so important because 
whether you're a female in this space, a female in any space, somehow we get in our mind what somebody else wants to see sure. us do. Sure. And to be able to come out and openly admit, hey, that didn't freaking work for me. Well, this might I be the first like time that. I admitted that. But see, and, and, hey, you guys, this is unlimited access and an exclusive drop right, right. here by Shelby you heard it is. Yeah, you heard it here. But I think that that in and of itself is empowering and, and it's leading for other women that may be in the same situation you found yourself in. They're like, oh, okay, I can change my mind on this a hundred percent and that's exactly what it is is yeah. that you you can follow something and be like okay it doesn't feel right anymore you know you thought it did in the beginning for sure yeah and I don't regret I mean Correct. it was a blast and Correct. I learned a lot and any seat time is seat time like you're totally. learning to rate you're figuring yes and I met so many awesome people and yeah. have so many memories now but you know, a year of that was enough. Yeah, you had. <laughs> you should fail. see the underside I, of my Bronco. Anytime anyone looks at it, they're like, "Holy shit, where have you taken that thing?" I'm like, "Well, where haven't I?" Is is the better, the better question. question? I like. I'm that. a go fast girl. I totally you get, get it. it. I, I totally get yes, it. I get it too. I know exactly. Well, and it's funny because a lot of people when they hear off road racing. They just think it's hard because they don't know. Like desert racing is go fast racing. Yeah. You know, rock crawling is exactly what it sounds like. Crawling. crawling. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of the first times I was like on a, on a trail run with my sister um, with a Jeep club. And I was like, oh, and she was like, oh, I need you to lead because I got to be tail gunner and all these things. I was like, OK, cool. Like, you know, how fast do you want me to go? She's like 15 to 25 miles an hour. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I You're was like, like, but we're not gonna make it anywhere. She, and she was like, because we're it's a Jeep club, like we're rock crawling. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, like this is different mind? for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'd be like, go too fast. Okay, I gotta slow down. Yeah. <laughs> go too, you know, so it's just different. You know, me, I'm used to like going with um XO, you know, uh, yes. Expedition X off-road, yeah. and we're doing 80 to 90 yeah. down roads, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm used so to. So that was my first trip when I made the decision I was not spending so much energy rock crawling. The first thing I did was booked a trip with EXO. Awesome. And did a six-day Baja run with them. Love and it. I have never had so much fun Good. in my whole entire life. Yeah. And that they're is like, not they're an They're like a family. They're awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it they're was great so people. Rad. And my Bronco kicks ass down there like yeah. that is what it's built for you know, totally yeah totally oh no they're fantastic and they they really did such a good job at at knowing how they needed to make that vehicle function yes um I don't it's you keep saying you learn things about me, but I, I got to be one of the on the expert panel for yes. the Bronco Design Team. So yeah, that one I so, did know. Okay, so being <laughs> part of that though, it was like they really wanted yeah. to understand the vehicle and even making it all independent suspension and stuff. Like that was an important part of yeah. like they still wanted it to be a comfortable ride. They yeah. didn't want it to be a Jeep, you know. Like although the Jeep crawls better, probably you know that's what it does. It does. That's yeah. what it's made for. They're but, two different beasts. A hundred percent. So, they so you need to buy one of each, is basically what you ladies <laughs> are saying, Just depends right? on what you want to do. <laughs> Correct. I don't it need really a Jeep. Is. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, so I think I think that brings us, let's go back then now, I think, at that point. And, like, you know, you can share a little bit about, like, the legacy. Because, because you know, we, yes. we've interviewed legacy yes. babies, you know, yes. and so that would be you too, you know. <laughs> and, and kind of, like... You know, and that that's someone, you know, uh, your grandfather is someone that I've followed, too, and stuff, you know. So, I mean, kind of share that journey because obviously it is in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It definitely is. I tried to fight it for a while, but, you know. It, it wasn't. <laughs> it was those teenage years. Yes. Yeah. When I was like, oh, I need to do my own thing. Uh, yeah, so my grandfather was Rod Hall, and uh, you know he was a huge pioneer in, in off-road motorsports, not just racing. However, he was an extremely uh, amazing racer and set a lot of records. But he really pioneered the sport to become what it is today. Yeah. Um, I remember when I really first started working alongside him, he was... Uh, re-energizing the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. And what he had said was any other legitimate sport 
has a hall of fame. And what we do is a legitimate sport. So it needs a hall of fame. And I mean, that was where I got to learn so much history about off-road motorsports was through the hall of fame. And that's actually where I learned so much about my grandfather. He was so incredibly humble. You know, I knew that he was like a big deal and people knew who he was and whatever. But he's your grandfather. But I didn't know the details. Yeah, totally different relationship, (laughs) right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a really incredible person. And uh, I was very lucky to be able to grow up with him. Uh, Like I said, I was a little bit of a, when I was little, like less than school age, always in the dirt. Some of my, like my earliest, earliest memory, uh, my mom and my dad had an off-road racing school. So they taught people how to drive uh, off-road. And at the end of each day, so my mom would lug my sister and I out there because we weren't in school yet. So we'd like play and eat rocks and who knows what we did all day. (laughs) Um, And at the end of the school day, I would beg my dad to give me a ride in the race truck. So I'm tiny. I'm like, you know, four or something. So he straps me in. And of course, I can't see over the dash. I'm sure I don't even fit in the seat. But he straps me in and he starts to take off. And I would beg him to go faster and faster and faster. It was never fast enough. And, you know, so I spent many years doing that. I was just alongside what my family was doing. My my dad and my uncle followed suit with my grandfather and, and so they were professional racers and um, of course they they expanded beyond just racing and ended up developing uh, parts and um, my uncle now has a, a program with Chevy and I'm a Ford girl. I race for Ford so we do have a little bit of family. Uh, <laughs> I might like your uncle. <laughs> Thanksgiving gets a little weird, you know. I, you know what? It's all of those car it's, families. It's all in how you look at it. Because think about this: you can have one car, or you can own two car markets. So that's a fam- <laughs> that's a family of entrepreneurs, like it, you said. So yeah. very yes, good. yeah. Uh, and so I, in my teen years, I definitely took a hiatus, and I mean, who knows what I thought I wanted to do, but. But I always came back to off-roading, and I always came back to my grandpa. I felt like my grandpa understood me more than than anybody. Yeah. And so he took me under his wing, and he, um, at the time, he taught off-road uh, driving seminars for BFG and Michelin. Right. And on, so, right? like, you know, I started at the bottom. I started washing cars. Yeah. That was how he let me come into the business. Awesome. And once I proved that I could show up and do it, mm crappy you know yeah. a job that nobody wants to do right, of course and show up and do it then I got to do the next thing you know and it was like paperwork or something yeah. when all I wanted was to be out in the dirt with everybody else <laughs> but you gotta do but all I had the other to earn it. Yeah. you want to be yeah. the entrepreneur he knew yeah <laughs> and uh and so you know and I didn't know it at the time but he was he was teaching me so much that anytime yeah. we were out wheeling together he would be talking through why he was choosing to make the maneuver that he was doing, whatever yep. it was. And I didn't know it at the time, but that was him coaching me. Baja Forge, signature vehicle builds and off-road products built to forge your own path. Baja Forge was basically made because we loved off-roading. We loved the open roads. If you're looking for off-road products to help you get out on the terrain, visit BajaForge.com. Follow us on Instagram at Baja Forged for our latest builds. Since 1987, GTS Customs has specialized in Restomod Corvettes. From widened bodies to pro-touring vehicles with all today's modern technology. If you've got a Corvette, an old Corvette, and you want to make it drive like something new, contact gtscustoms.com. Yeah. And which is really cool because now when I'm out on the course or even just wheeling, yeah. you know, I have I have his little voice, oh. you know, telling me what why I should be doing the things that I'm doing. Cool. And um, and then in 2019 uh, is when Ford actually decided to launch the new Bronco. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it took a long time for that yes. thing to come out. Uh, they called my grandfather and said, Rod, you have been an amazing spokesperson for us, 
So my grandfather set the record in 1969. Uh, he was driving a 1968 Ford Bronco. He won the Baja 1000 overall. Wow. And that is a record that still stands today. Wow. Which is wild. I mean, technology oh my gosh, has I'd come even so far. That is awesome. And I still have that Bronco. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. We've restored them. I mean, that's a whole nother story. But, <laughs> um, and because of that, Ford wanted to, with the Bronco, as we all know now, you know, they've really stepped back into the desert racing scene. And so they wanted to, they wanted to tell that story. They wanted to relive mm. that record setting story. And so they came to our hometown. They came to Reno. They brought a virtual reality setup, which was great because my grandpa was in a wheelchair at, at that point. And we got to see what the new Bronco looked like. And they, they put the livery of our 68 on That's it bad. and, you know, brought tears to my grandpa's sure, eyes. And yeah. he said, man, if I could drive I would definitely have That's one of rad. these. And that was how I met Ford. They had no idea I existed. You know, yeah. they just wanted to come and thank my yeah. grandpa. And I emailed one of them afterwards and just, I wanted them to know, you know, I knew it was for them. You know, I knew that yeah, what yeah, they were yeah. doing was still a wonderful sure, thing, of course. but yeah, yeah. I wanted them to know that actually that decision for them to come and do that, yeah. um, probably helped my grandfather live a little longer. Oh, you know, yeah, he ended wow. up having a, disease called progressive supranuclear palsy, wow. which is a, a Parkinsonian like disease. Yeah. So he went from like still working to four years later in a wheelchair, mm. totally immobile. Yeah. And for them to come and, and really honor him was amazing. So anyhow, so I emailed them and I just wanted them to know how special that was for us. And the response was, I don't know how, and I don't know what, but we want you to be involved in this Bronco. Rad. And then I, and then, then it's all downhill from there, man. That's it's been rad. a whirlwind since then. That's amazing. That's awesome. That makes me a little weepy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard a Chevy story like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just good. Oops. You might have to edit that out, Jason. I don't know. I don't have any, no. I don't have any Chevy sponsorships. That's <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you're, and you're right. So at the 2019 SEMA show is when, because I went down where they like debuted some different, they had some photos, they had the t-shirt with, with Rod Hall on it, yeah. with him yeah. on it and stuff too. It was really cool. Yeah. They did a great little like tribute and stuff like that for yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, the part that, and, and I don't want to cry either, but my grandpa passed away in 2019 in June and it was probably six weeks later when Ford called and invited me to race with them. Aww. And one of the last things that my grandpa said to me was, we have got to get you your own race car. Yes, I love <laughs> it. Oh, my god! So, you know, it she was a little too. heartbreaking that he didn't get to, like, experience that. But... Um, but here we are yeah. five years later and I finally have my own race car. So awesome. I made yeah. it, you know, I yeah. would love for him to know that. Awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Sure he does. Yeah. But yes, I mean, yeah. just the opportunity that you had with Ford like that and being there yeah. with him, like to, to see all of that happen. I mean, I'm sure obviously, like you said, it, it helped him live a little bit longer, yeah. you know, and, and he knows like. Yes, you're right. He probably wanted to see that, I'm sure. But I... I feel like, yes, he knew, yeah, he knew, yeah. he knew the seat he was planning to. Yeah, <laughs> he probably did. I mean, he, I swear he knew like everything. Right? <laughs> Holy cow. So then now you're racing with Ford in 2019. Take us through that. What, um, hap what happened next? I'm on the edge yeah, of my seat. So, so they, so I get a phone call from Ford and they invited me and this was still 2019. Um, and they invited me to, uh, go to Detroit and take a tour of the archives. And I was like, yeah, this sounds cool. Like, right? I don't, yeah. don't know what this means. And I mean, any phone call from a manufacturer, oh, yeah. like in the racing I, world. I know when I got the phone call. It you're is like, pretty epic. You're, yeah, totally. I'm like, still waiting am for I my sleeping? phone call. Yes. So, of course, <laughs> I'm like, can I bring my dad? You know, I really wanted to, I, I felt like, more people deserved the opportunity than I did. Um, so my, my dad, don't came. we always all feel like that? No, I'm serious. <laughs> well, yeah, I was so. like, they're just, you know, why are they asking me? Right? They didn't even know I existed. And yeah, um, but it was cool. They were very welcoming for me to bring those that I felt 
deserve to be there also. Awesome. And we got this phenomenal tour of the archives, which of course it was all about Bronco and how Bronco had grown from the sixties and really amazing pieces of history. Amazing. And then we got to walk across the street and actually see the whole process of the Bronco coming to life from idea to conception, you know, and it was insane. It was so cool to sit in, you know, I make a dream board. They have a dream room. I know. Yes. Of like the walls are plastered with, you know, who we are and who we're not and where we want to be in 10 years. And I mean, it was so inspiring just to sit in that room and then. Um, to, you know, I got to see like the clay carvings and I got to mm. sit in one I, when yes, it was not even a real vehicle. Yep. I mean, my mind was blown the yeah. whole time. I yeah. was probably like sweating and just like what's going on yeah. and they were filming it. So that was the other thing. The whole thing was Aww. filmed yeah. and I was like, okay, what's, but no information. I had no idea. There was still no actual reason as yeah. to why they had invited me there or we were doing this tour. So we get to um, about the end of the tour and they take us into the basement. Yep. And the basement was where they were creating Bronco R, which was Mm. the prototype race truck that they were intending to race later that year at the Baja 1000. And so they just said, you know, here it is. Shelby, we'd love to ask you if you're interested in racing the Baja 1000 with us. (laughs) Just like that. And I was like... Right. And they were like, like, did this just happen? Wait, what? They said, don't, oh, you don't have to answer right now. I thought, what the, yes, I do. I got to lock this in. Where's the paperwork? I need to sign. Holy moly. Oh my God, that's awesome. So they didn't want an answer then because I was like, yeah, I really, I would love to do that. They didn't. Think on it. Think on it and get back to us. And then I leave. No thinking. That was it. Back on a plane. I was so baffled. And I, you know, looking back, I mean, I was so naive. And it was, it was very overwhelming. It was in a really great way, but it was, it it was a lot to take in. So, so of course I said yes. (laughs) And then like, and then all the, the marketing things start happening. We go to SEMA. So I have that 68 Bronco that won the Baja 1000. And so they wanted that Bronco to be on display and part of the media reveal. And I was so scared driving that thing across the lake bed. Cameron Steele was driving the the 19 race truck and I had the old one. I had no idea how to speak in public. I mean, I was just like... The little like girl, like the, the, the regular world, girl, huh? man. I felt like Cinderella. I mean, it was awesome. like, I really felt, I was like, I am out of my element, but yeah. I can figure this out. I Good. mean, that was the thing I just kept telling myself was like, what would my grandpa say in this situation? Awesome. And I can figure it out. Yeah. And man, so we went and raced, um, in 2019 and we, we did not finish. And that was tough for Ford. You know, yeah. it was kind of like their first yeah back in racing down in Baja and and um so when I got home from that I mean I felt like the whole thing was a win because I was like on this like star-studded team with Jason Scherer and Brad Lovell and Cameron Steele and Johnny Campbell and I mean there was like eight drivers that year and they're all amazing people of the industry yeah and then me. <laughs> and so I just, you know, I just really soaked You're it like, all yes, in. You're like, yes, please. <laughs> just keep going along for the ride. Oh. a lot of questions. I just tried to soak in as much information totally. from these people as I could. Because, yeah. you know, how often do you get now? And, and let me ask you this. You, you saying all these, like, great names of these drivers. How did you feel? Like, obviously, yes, you probably felt, like, inferior to them. But how did they treat you? Like, was that amazing? So in 2019, and I think that's a really big, important part of it. It was people, people don't get that most, most race car drivers want to help others like that. Jason share was the nicest one to me. And he was, so we did a group pre-run. And, um, so we ran the whole Baja 1000 race course together, not just the sections that we were going to race. And coming from a production background, I'm a little nicer to vehicles than probably those guys are <laughs> because, you know, they, like Jason Scherer is like an unlimited, you know, rock crawler yeah, where he, he does smashes that yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all the, and most of those guys have moved their way up to like trophy, unlimited trucks basically. Yeah. 
um, and not me. I've always been in a production world. And so when we got done with the pre-run, Jason at dinner in front of everyone said, you know, we had this really tough obstacle to go through today. And Shelby, you did it the smoothest. Like you understood that vehicle better than any of us did. Wow. And I was blown away. I thought right? that was such a nice compliment. And awesome. it made, and it gave me confidence to, to be on the team. Good. You know, I was on the team either way, but Good. you know, it, that was definitely a little intimidating. Sometimes the go fast and smash it is not always the way. It's and, not. And, 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 and <laughs> the smooth part will get you from A to B quicker sometimes because someone might break or something yeah. else might happen. Yeah. So a lot of times the, the smooth way is the best way. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think that not to discount men, but women have a little bit of that finesse yeah, too. Perfect yeah. word. It's, yeah. it's different. I yeah. do think we think more about, uh, we have a more of like what if brain yep. and we An think goal, about yeah. what is going to happen but next if side. we do yeah. that, if we make that decision right now, what's yep. going to happen yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes in racing that works and sometimes it doesn't, you know, totally. it depends on what class you're in. Sometimes that you have to just be all out all the time and you have to have a lot of luck. But, <laughs> but the other thing is the only way you win is if you finish. A hundred percent. Yep. So, you got to cross yeah. that finish line yeah. and keeping the car together is gold. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. I mean, the attrition rate, I always say that on King of the Hammers, right. it's like, you Huge. know, 40 to 60%. It's like insane. Yep. And people don't get that because they break like not even halfway through, yep. you know? Yep. So it's keeping your car together to get across it. So yeah, they might be smashing past you, but you might just be You're crawling past them too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so after the thousand that year, I went home and in 2019, I went home and I thought, okay, I had my opinions on the program for that year. And I thought, this is not the best way to be launching the new Bronco. Like what, what I was always taught when you are competing for a manufacturer is it's our duty to make the vehicle look good. It's learning patience, it's learning the proper landscape to put it in, sure. and driving it for what the vehicle can handle, not for what the driver can do. Yeah. And so I went back to the drawing board and I thought, the Rebel Rally is designed for production vehicles, yeah. so we should put Bronco in its element. Instead of trying to modify it to make it fit somewhere else. Yeah. Why don't we show the world what it can do out of the box? Yeah. And uh, so I presented the idea to go to the Rebel Rally, which is an eight-day navigational rally for women only. And uh, you know, I had God. I remember putting that proposal together, and it was. My proposals have come a long ways since then. <laughs> I cannot believe that the we're, idea. We're learning this. We're learning this. Well, I've been doing them a long time. I mean, we meaning I've me, been doing okay? them 20 years because of doing other project vehicles yeah. for Ford. So, yes, along the way, I have 100%. Yes, you come into your understanding yes. of what. What a proposal should look yes. like. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, my mind was blown that it was even approved. Uh, but I worked with some really amazing people at Ford at the time, so who had a lot of uh, belief in me. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I presented they the idea. They have a great team. They do. They really do. Uh, so I present the idea. Let's take Bronco to Rebel, and so they they look at. They're like, "What in the world is Rebel?" And you know, I give them a rundown. They're like, "Cool, let's do it." Six weeks before the rally. So six weeks before the rally, let's get three cars and three teams together and let's go rally. And um, that was. That was so rad. It was so much fun. Um, that would have been for 2020, for Rebel 2020. And I had not competed in Rebel since 2016. So I had to... Oh, but you had done it before. I had done Rebel once before the and first year. And what did year, you do it in? In a Jeep. Okay. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> in a... The Broncos um, were now in a so non-Bronco hey, vehicle. The new... The, the Gen 6 wasn't out yet. It That's wasn't. There was not even a... Yeah. No. Uh... And so the rally had changed a lot in those four years okay. when I went back. Um, and thankfully, my, my navigator was able to bring me up to speed. Was it the same one you have now? No, no? her name okay. was Penny Dale. Mm. 
And, um, you know, it was during COVID. And so her and I didn't even get to meet each other oh, until a couple crazy? days before the rally. <laughs> like we did a lot of um, conversing, sure. Vir- virtual, virtual <laughs> conversing. Um, but yeah, we didn't meet in person until just a couple days before the rally. And uh, the ways that the way that the rules were laid out for the rally, we could not compete in the full size Bronco. We could only compete in the Bronco Sport. Because the vehicle has to be available to consumers within like 150 oh, days oh, was, or something like that. This was 2020. Launch. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So Bronco was out there. It just wasn't but, available to consumers. Yep, yep. Okay. So no big deal. We'll we'll take Bronco Sport and we'll go compete in the X Cross class. And uh, and it was good. You know that was a huge. I have always competed in a full-size 4x4 vehicle. So going into something smaller, less ground clearance, you know, like 30-inch tires, I had some learning to do. Okay. Um, You know, I was like, wow, we're scraping everything. So, you know, (laughs) learning how to pick different lines. And uh, so that was cool. It was a really fun experience. We went and won. It's a very capable vehicle, right? It really is. Yeah. Incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, in my opinion, it just needs a little more ground clearance. Sure. Other than that, that thing is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, I you're did good. cut you off because did you say? So we won. Awesome. We went and won. <laughs> so, which awesome. is really incredible so because cool. that win that Penny and I captured was the very first win for the new Bronco generate Rad. for Gen 6. Rad. Brad oh. Lovell had been racing. I mean, the guy, yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, guys yeah, yeah. had been out racing it and nobody had won. And so that's, a. am really proud of that. Good. And, and for it to be in a Bronco sport is pretty rad, rad. too. <laughs> totally. And I've been back ever since. And so I signed my first uh, multi-year contract with Ford this year. Congrats. But we've been, yes. we've been back to rebel ever since. So 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. And, um, it's been a really awesome program for Ford. They are really fully invested now. We have been, the whole program itself has transferred to Ford performance. And so it's really being treated as it should be. This is a very grueling, challenging, time consuming (laughs) rally. It is so hard. She's going through it. I'm like all positives. Um, you know, you don't just jump in a vehicle and decide you're going to do an eight day rally. Like it just doesn't work like that. It's well, a, it takes all year to get it's ready a for that. A lot of mental work a too. Lot. A lot. And I don't think people get that part of it. I, don't I, I mean, it just like racing in general. I mean, and I'm sure you right. know that side of it. It, it, Yes, physically and like your drivability, all of that. But mentally, yeah. you have to be really like focused yeah. on what what the task is at hand yes. to get done. Yeah, because there's a lot of other shit. Or yes, just be you know being with someone for that long straight. Yes. And <laughs> and I think too, you're not using a navigation. Oh system. yes, correct. <laughs> Map and compass. Now, now, now let's let's think about this. You're communicating at least your first time through with somebody that you'd only communicated for six, eight weeks. Yes. And then you're yep. in a car with this individual and a map and a paper yes. and the things yeah. and all the things. And it's a race. And you camp every night. Yeah. You have no contact with the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> okay, wait. About because, it. <laughs> okay, showers are available. Yeah. You know, however, you are competing for... 10, 12 hours a day, you get back to base camp and you have dinner and all you want to do is go to sleep because you get there and then you have to set up your tent. You have to set up camp. You have to blow up your mattress that of course has a hole in it and you end up sleeping on the ground (laughs) and it's cold and like you get out of the shower and it's immediate, you're immediately dirty again. And you know, I don't know. I do shower. (laughs) I do shower, <laughs> but you know, not every day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, like, we, and we were talking about that, yet, but it is. You're, it's just a different kind of person where you're okay. You get this. You're like, this is what I'm doing. This like, is what I'm come doing. Come on. I, this is, I, you know. Yeah. My hair is not my priority. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that though. Do I need to because... smell good? Yes. That's it. <laughs> just don't smell bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the idea, though, that it's not solely, I mean, the vehicle is everything, but what you're doing within the vehicle 
has all of those different elements that can make you a little nutty. The, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it can really test you. You know, and I yeah. find this in all racing and desert racing as well, that the person sitting in the co-dog seat does not get enough alkylates. They do not yeah. get uh, the respect that is deserved. The driver, I, I've never understood why the driver is always like the spotlighted person. Because, man, that person sitting in the co-dog seat has so many responsibilities. You know, they are coaching the driver. Yeah. In the Rebel Rally, that navigator is telling me what to do. Literally. If she wasn't there, I would be like, I have no idea where to go. I don't yeah. know where to yeah. drive. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in the Rebel Rally, it is, it is a lot on the navigator. We do, um, you know, of course driving is an aspect of it and the build of the vehicle is huge yeah. um, because it has to stay together. If we, it's 1200, it's approximately 1200 miles long and 95% of it is off road. We start somewhere different every year, but it's a mostly desert until the last day and a half. And then it's dunes. It's we're down in the Imperial sand dunes, which is really technical driving and taking a full size production vehicle through the sand dunes. Mm-hmm. That does take some skill yeah. <laughs> for yes, sure it does. i mean i've learned and how to drive some nerve, because of it though, yes. too yes There's, let's not discount that because that's everything <laughs> the dunes are a whole different animal you know yeah. i i thankfully i had i was able to pick it up relatively quickly um but i had very little formal training and i remember the first year that i saw glamis was 2016 in the rebel rally we crested this hill and the next thing i see is endless right? sand dunes and i was like oh hell no i am <laughs> not driving in that and uh thankfully my Love navigator it. that year amy Lerner, um <laughs> she tricked me she was like yeah no big deal we'll barely go in the dunes don't worry about it <laughs> And then she just guided me, right? Like she just kept telling me, okay, just a little bit further this way. And uh, so, I mean, that was, she taught me that I had more skill than I thought I did. So that was good. And I've worked really hard over the last few years. My goal has been to drive the dunes the way I drive the desert, um, which is with excitement and confidence. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. And not, not, not fear, fear. and yeah. like, I don't want to be doing this. You yep. Know? And uh, this year was awesome. Yeah. Cause, and that's what people don't get. Cause you can literally be out in the middle of nowhere. And the second you get like that, the second you get nervous, you lose confidence, yes. like what you're talking yep. about. Like, you're like, Oh shit! I might get stuck out here. Yeah. I might. Well, you that's know, immediately what I would think. Well, like, it, oh, you're getting your little car stuck even out there. When we, well, when, when we were going up Hell's Revenge, <laughs> yeah, we got so so the tie rod broke, and then oh. and Jane, yeah, Jane was in the passenger <gasps> seat on that, so she got to experience all of that. And yeah. she was like, "Great, I come along for the first time. This is what we do. Awesome. I'm okay with that." <laughs> and it's like it on her side. Like, oh my god! <laughs> what happened? I mean, that's total side note. But where? What'd the, you do? The tie rod broke. So how, I mean, how'd you get out of it? Four, <laughs> <laughs> we put installed a new tie rod. Um, oh, but how did we get down? Yeah, there? how did you get off? I'm like, you didn't install it while you're. No, no. They had no. Um, they they put Winching, a winch line down yeah. to us. Yeah, so okay. we were three quarters of the way up, oh. and you know how you have to come up on the right yes, hand side. Yes. You know, I have great tires. They probably aren't necessarily made for us. The sidewall is not as grippy. Right. So it just kept falling into the crack and stuff. And and so the tie rod broke. I did not upgrade them at that time. So yes, they put they a winch line. Now. Yes, they are. <laughs> Uh, they brought a winch line down. We actually went backwards all the way down. Oh my God. So we ended up going all the way back down. And it was funny because even what half more than halfway down, the guy goes, he's like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully you don't roll it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, uh, you need to get up there because I'm driving. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it straight, you know, and stuff. And I can't really talk, you know, and I'm like, we still need to drive home. Yeah. So, so we went back to the bottom. Um, my sister and her boyfriend, they went and got a tie rod at the local uh. dealership, which apparently they had like 10 of them. <laughs> and so they brought it back. Uh, we installed it. And then we now... At the end, I was like, they were like, do you want to drive it out? I was like, no, I want you all to go home right now. I, I'm okay. So we had a Jeep just pull us and we went up with him. So 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like Moab, man. Nope, not do it. Yeah, no, totally. And I had Guess not the done heart that. Pumping. And I have no lockers in it. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. always forget about all, that about yours. I know, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's all these little things that, you yeah. know, they sh- I should have yeah. probably had all those things on yeah. it. So I know. think, though, the, the <laughs> lesson for that is next year we're going really prepared and we're taking over Hell's. <laughs> hell, <laughs> all of Hell's stuff. Yeah, we're taking all the Hell. We're giving it hell. So Jane got to experience those moments that we're talking about right now of of like, you do, you can get in. in, I love that you, like she said too, like the, you know, those two words like that, if you have to program yourself to want to be like that, you, of course you can program yourself to be like, oh my gosh, I'm scared in this situation and we're not going to get out. But if you're like that, you're like, no, we got this. You guys, come on. Yep. Yeah. We made, and we made the most of it too, a little oh, Instagram a live, day. and it was so much fun. <laughs> but <laughs> talking to you people, know, like, hey. One of the other things, though, is the community really comes together. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh and it's gosh. like, it's like Jason making that comment to you, yeah. like uh, the off road family, like that community, they will stay with you there. They will make sure you're all taken care of. I mean, automotive community in general is yeah, the same way. Definitely. You see someone on the in side of the road, sports. motorcycles, you see someone yeah. on the side, of, I've stopped before, I've helped people put, I've been by myself and help people push motorcycles off the side of the road, yep. you know? Yeah. Like, you just do yeah. those things because you get it. You've been there. You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So people are always there for you. So that's the best part. But those two words are are great. And I'm sure along the way, you've probably, you know, that you've grown into those words. Oh, a million percent. And I still have to remind myself, you know what I mean? There's a lot of times that I still feel, you know, underqualified or like, we all do, you know, it's, it is a lot of self-talk. Yeah, for sure. I mean, thankfully in the dunes now, when I get there, I don't feel scared. I don't have to be like, okay, you're not nervous. You got this. Now I'm like, hell yeah. Like, let's see where we can take this thing. Awesome. This year we did compete in Bronco Raptor and that thing is amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. I was, so I, I have a two door Bronco wild track and that thing is so nimble in the dunes. It is phenomenal. It is, you know, it's lightweight. It's turboed. It'll go anywhere you want it to go. So when I was moving up to Bronco Raptor, I was like, man, that thing's so much bigger. Like, it's going to be badass in the desert, but what's it going to be like in the dunes? And it a showstopper. I mean, it's, f- you couldn't even tell that you were on 37s and 10 inches wider. I mean, that thing is... It performs better with that footprint, it's too. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel like, like, especially with the shorter wheelbase like that, you kind of get, like, a little more nervous, like, that longer... Oh, that thing doesn't, always wants to be on three wheels. Yeah. Or two. Always. Yes. Always. Always. You're always up. Yeah. And so with that... <laughs> My long, tutor, yeah. yeah. No, it's... Especially it's, rock crawling. That's probably why I'm terrified rock crawling all the time, because I'm you like, are, every I don't time. have any tires on the ground. <laughs> I've won tire. <laughs> it's always, always, always. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's something the wheelbase else. is everything. Totally. <laughs> you just always keep telling yourself like, what's the worst thing that'll happen? Totally. <laughs> I'm I mean, a in. lot, like a lot, but and, yeah. And have I'm you gone in. through anything like that with your family along the years or anything or no? Um, knock on wood. Okay. Okay. It's nothing right catastrophic. Um, <laughs> You know, I've tipped a vehicle over the first year I raced in Baja. I tipped the we were racing Hummers at the time, and I tipped the H3 Hummer over. Totally the most rookie move on the planet. But you know what? You don't learn shit until you make a mistake. And 100. Yeah. So yeah. the yeah. first thing my dad said was, "Well, what'd you do wrong?" And I said, "I don't know. I was tired. And, you know, I had a list of excuses." Yeah. And I turned uphill on a downhill slope. I mean, that is you are asking to tip over, yeah. you know, gravity's trying to pull you one way yeah. and you're trying to steer the car up it. Um, and now I'll never do that again. You yeah, know, yeah. like I've, I mean, I did it once after that, but <laughs> okay. I had to learn it twice. It's okay. still <laughs> racing. Okay. If anyone knows it, it, the heat of the moment is much different. Oh, yeah. It and is, it is so different. This year I raced the Nora Mexican 1000 with Drew Deckman, uh, which was a really, really awesome experience. Interesting. Uh, I didn't know. Explain who he is. Yeah. So Drew Deckman is a Michelin star chef who has 
a beautiful restaurant yeah. in Guadalupe in Baja. And he's over the last, geez, 10 years maybe, really, really made his name within the motorsports industry yeah. as like the go-to chef. So at the Mint 400, um, the Legends Dinner, he cooks that. He does wow. all of the cooking for us at the Rebel Rally. He does uh, um, King of the Hammers King, too. Of course, he yeah. does all the VIP food all, at King of the Hammers. It's amazing. He's amazing. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and he has been a racer for many, many years, but always as a navigator. And so this last year, he decided that he wanted to get in the driver's seat. Love that. So he built his Can-Am. And, um, and actually, Emily Miller is the one who threw my name in the hat to race with him. Nice. And uh, so we, we would go back and forth. So one day he would drive during Nora, and, and I would navigate for him and vice versa. And, uh, and so he gave me my first rollover experience, actually. <laughs> he was driving. Um, and, you know, I called it, and he didn't do what as I was calling. So I said it louder. Hairpin right. Hairpin right. Hairpin right. Yeah. You know he's going too fast. It was way too fast. Um, but, you know, you got to test the limits, I guess. Yeah. And we laughed. And it didn't hurt yeah. at all. You know, I had never actually experienced a full roll before and I knew we were going to it was tight and uh it was painless and I'm very small so it was really easy for me to get out and get the strap out and thankfully there was some locals waiting for people like us yeah. uh and they, they were probably so excited they were so stoked oh gosh so funny <laughs> they rolled us over and, and along we went out. yeah but that's it that is that was that's the, been the worst of my trials yeah that's rad yeah. thankfully so cool. yeah definitely not until I got into race so Jesse was the first one so when we had the rollover so oh <laughs> and that was gosh. the same type of thing too so <laughs> well uh we've got to hear a lot of your story so this is amazing um, I want to do this again though because I think there's so much we've untapped let's do it yeah totally. Totally. There's a lot, there's a lot of layers, you know, it's been a, it's been an awesome life. I feel really grateful to keep experiencing the things I'm experiencing and, um, you know, part of, and I know we're trying to wrap it up, but you know, part of what I do is that I have found, um, is I get to inspire people. I get to share the things that I'm doing because what I do is not normal and it is not what a lot of women or men get to do. And I want to be able to share that and make a platform where people get to at least experience part of it because it's pretty wild. And I have grown and learned so much about myself through the process. Right. And if I can share, gosh, just an nth of that, um, it's pretty life changing. So how can people find you? Uh, well, I'm all, all over social media. Okay. Um, and thankfully, it's, Drop some it's handles. pretty simple. Yep, let, Shelby, let Hall, right Shelby Hall Off-Road <laughs> uh, on YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel this year, and we actually dropped our first mini-series, which is called Roots of Rebel. And it's uh, totally behind the scenes, um, seven episodes of us rebelling. And it's pretty <laughs> crazy because you can't have media. So we had to record all of our own photography and we and our editor gosh bless his heart <laughs> um really cap we captured it so well it was very moving to That's actually amazing. go back and relive it after the fact you and know? you're gonna be having events and stuff like that so like you said following yep. Shelby Hall off road you have all kinds of things planned for next year yep. so. so Instagram YouTube and Facebook yeah That's Shelby awesome. Hall off road Shelby, thank you so much for being here. I'm just, I'm going to come back every week. I this love is so it. good. I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is so good. I'm Fastlane Jane. And I'm Design Muse. And please follow and listen and like and subscribe and all the above to High Octane Hustle. Thank you. <laughs>